Are those your notes? Uh, they are notes. They're not the notes. Right. Okay. Jesus. I was going to say, that's fucking unreal. Yeah. That's the level of commitment I have to this show, Rob, unlike you. Yeah, well, mine's going to be better. Let's just say one of us is the main host and one of us is the co-host. <laughs> Actually, my LinkedIn profile does say co-host. What? You put it on your LinkedIn? That is cringe. Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay. Let's talk about today. Let's have another... We've had a couple of specific episodes, right? Um, and you're like, okay, well, I don't want to mm. listen to you talk about copy for two episodes straight. Yeah. Because so uh, I'm illiterate. Yeah. You know? shoot, uh, shoot, uh, yeah. Shoot the shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Muck around. Yeah. Well, you're already doing that, but let's get focused. <laughs> We're going to talk about brands we love. Part two. Volume two. Vo- volume two. In Roman numerals or, or numbers? Numbers, because we're going big with this. What was bigger than the Roman Empire? <laughs> no, but volume 50 sounds better than volume L, you know? Yeah. So, But if you put it on the front of a dusty tome... Oh, uh, yeah. Volume L, Brands We Love yeah. by Kill Your Logo. That'll be the one thing that they save. That's the merch. Civil- Once civilization collapses, they'll, they'll want to preserve this episode. Yeah. 20-minute sound. So, who wants to... Do you want to go first? Well, I was going to say, actually, this is an Aussie edition. Yeah. I think from now on with Brands We Love, we're just going to focus on Australian brands. Yeah. Because I really want to encourage... I do feel like there is this this mentality in Australia, and especially in WA where we are, of people just not being very ambitious with this stuff. Yeah. They're ambitious about their lifestyle of going to the beach as many goddamn times in a month as they can but no one really wants to do consumer brands make a big impact um and i think part of it is like well oh that you know that idea of like oh it's for other people it's for other countries that's what Mm. you you move to america to do that or you move to the big city to do that um but you know now that with the internet i don't think that's a good enough excuse i think there's plenty of opportunity to do a really cool brand yeah, in Australia, and but I do also think us focusing on Australian brands show, uh, hope will hopefully show the listeners that it can be done. Yeah, in Australia, isn't that what I just said? I thought you were basically saying Australia doesn't do shit. <laughs> yeah, that too. And they suck eggs. Okay, so who do you want to go first? Did well, you go why first don't we? Time? It's been a while since we did one, so why don't we just do a brief intro of what this uh, episode's about? Okay, well, it's about brands we love, and I would have thought the title explained <laughs> the whole thing. Okay, I want to I, ex- I want to expand the definition a bit, um, because as I was writing my notes for this episode, I was thinking, I actually am not discussing any of the visuals of this brand, none of the visual identity of this brand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know, I know, we go on about it all the time, but just to reiterate, these are brands we love because of. It could be it could be their visual identity. It could be the way that they communicate with their customers. It could be their copy, as we've learned from the last two episodes. Um, could be a process that they use for creating their product or service. Um, anything to do with their marketing, I would say. Yeah, that's perfect because I don't think I this. talked about visuals at all in my one. Yeah, yeah, cool. And if you want to know what is included in marketing, go listen to our. Seven P's episode. Oh shit! I forgot about that one. Yeah, I told you last episode. We've done a lot. That was like pre-pandemic, I think. That one was it. Felt like it. Mm. Well, anyway, let's dive in. Do you want? Do you want to go first, or? Well, I saw your notes, and they seem pretty anemic. So maybe I'd uh, let you Mine go first, good. and then I'll 
and I'll. Oh, you what? Save I don't it. Make you save you it look, at the end. Yeah, I don't want to make you look bad by going. First. Oh yeah. All right, here we go. My brand that I love uh, is a bank. What? I <sighs> know. I know. I know. Surely and, not. And I'm a customer of this bank, obviously, because you know it. It couldn't be a bank that I loved if I wasn't a customer. I think that'd, that'd be crazy. And um, it's actually Up Bank. Oh yeah. Which is a neo bank. Have you heard of these? Yes. You forced me to get one. You keep telling me to change my ComBank account yeah. to an UpBank account. Well, I'm going to talk about why you okay. should okay. change. But I actually have an account. It's just sitting there with zero dollars. Yeah. Okay. I've got three reasons why I love UpBank. So, I have been a customer now for a year and a half, I think. it's It's been a while. Um, my first point is everyone knows what the banking industry is like. Very opaque. Seems like there's a lot of greedy people right at the top who are just collecting all our money, charging us fees, charging dead people fees, doing whatever they can to screw over the customer. The reason I love UpBank is because they have deliberately chosen to do the opposite of what all of their competition are doing. The transparency that they bring to their all their communications, to their product, to pricing to how they offer customer support, everything or mm-hmm. like, you know, um, upcoming features, that kind of thing is something that you don't often see in the banking industry. Mm. And I think the way they do it by really letting you in on everything, like they say, hey, this is exactly how much interest you're getting paid. And I mean, as as we all know, everyone's basically getting 0% interest on their savings accounts at the moment. Yeah. Um, but... Even when they say, oh, look, hey, we're dropping the amount, it never feels like every other bank who are like, hey, we're dropping the amount, but, uh, you know, there's still. I haven't even, I don't even know what my current interest rate is. It's probably close to zero. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's not communicated at all to me in any way that I have easy access to. Yeah. Well, in, uh, in UP, actually, all of their communications come through the app. So, it all comes through as a notification through the support tab on the app. Um, So, they're just extremely transparent and it's so refreshing to be a customer of a brand that is bucking the trend. When you say Neobank, what do you mean by that? Oh, Neobank. Yeah. So, it's online only. So, it's got no branches. Right. Um, And typically, it's very like tech focused. There's no ATMs on the street or anything? No. No. So, uh-huh. if, if you want to deposit money, you go to Australia Post. And, and so, it there. my experience with setting an account up is that I didn't actually have to, have to even speak to a human. I didn't have to go into a branch. Um, didn't have to... I th- it was all online. Yeah. My card got mailed to me, but my account was already active basically instantly. Yeah. Um, I remember being kind of worried about how frictionless the process was because, you know, I didn't have to sit in a Bank West branch for, f- for an hour and 30 minutes to yeah. open up one account. Well, actually, I think we had to sit in Bankwest for longer when we were opening up the business account for Modular. Yeah, that's what I was referring to because it, it scarred me. It was more me. than an hour and a half. And I think we had to go in multiple times. And even then, they still gave us personal accounts or yeah, something. it was or a mess around. It was not, it's not even a business account. Or te- technically it is. I don't know. The old bank model is broken. It was not broken. It's just, um, you know... It doesn't I, serve modern customers. I imagine it was convenient before the internet existed. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that was two years ago. Yeah. So, there you go. So, that's point one. So, the, the transparency and 
the fact, I mean, transparency, whatever, but on its own, doesn't mean anything. But the fact that it is so different to what everyone else in the banking industry is doing. Um, and of course, there are new neo banks opening up who are following a similar kind of thread. Um, yeah, targeting millennials, yep. Gen, Gen Z. They're very much like, hey, we're cool like you guys. Yeah, exactly. And that actually that brings us to the next point. Okay. Um, they understand their audience. Yeah. And they serve their audience exactly what they want. So, for example, uh, there are no fees on any of their accounts, no fees on international transactions, which is a ridiculous thing to charge in 2021. Yeah. I almost said 2020. Yeah. Um, because what are you buying that's in Australia? So, no fees on anything. Again, transparency. But they know, okay, our, our customers, they're young, they're tech savvy, they know how to Google different bank accounts. Well, what this reminds me of, right, is um, enough new people were born in the new world for them to be asking the, the, the obvious questions. Like, yeah, why am I paying for international transactions when my entire life is international because of the internet? Yeah. I live online, I interact with people from America, from Brazil, from wherever... And you're telling me that there's somehow a difference, mm. and I can't wait till enough people die that we that we actually <laughs> that we actually um, stop treating Sundays as special in in WA mm. especially because I think everything should be open all the time. If I want to go to Woolworths at two a.m. at night, like why can't I? Yeah, well, that I mean that's an interesting topic because that would require a complete upheaval of um, conventional working hours. No, it wouldn't. There's people who work late at night at Woolworths anyway. No, because the reason Sunday is sacred is because no one is working on that day. But that's but everyone there are people working that day. When you go, I'm not no one's working. Let's yeah, all go but to you the think about it, you consider served, it though, like the served the by some essential worker who has to work every Sunday. <laughs> Self serve, yeah. on a Sunday. But the anyway, point is, yeah, there's these uh, there's these ideas of like, um. You know the way that it—that's the way it's always been. That's the way it always will be. And yep. you know, brands like Up Bank are going fuck that. There is a better way to do it, and it's, yeah. you just start from square one without any assumptions, and you see what you come up with. And they're being led by the people they're trying to serve. Yeah, as well, responding to what the customers are asking for. Exactly. And then just one more uh, example on that: uh, Up Bank will send a monthly like wrap-up newsletter every month, mm. um, which no other bank does except for Neo Banks. Uh, and it includes things like, hey, like here's, um, here's some news about what's going on in the up office. Here's the new features we shipped last month. Here's a Spotify playlist that our product team put together. Um, here's a tip, like a blog article about finances. Um, and then here's a link to the features that we're working on in the future that are coming up. Yeah, so it's very similar to sort of what we talked about in our mailing list episode where they're delivering a bit of value, they've got a bit of personality, it's this consistent line of communication and they're keeping it interesting yeah. to make you want to open it each, each yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. And they've got this awesome roadmap thing for planned features. Um, and that's what got me so excited when I first signed up because I looked at the features that they had on there, mm. which I'll discuss in a second. And I was like, this is sick. Mm. And I'm getting so excited about my bank. Mm. Um, anyway, so they understand the audience. They know what they want. They're tech savvy. They're very aware of the alternatives. They don't have a lot of money and um, they want to be speaking to like humans. Speaking to. Speak. Sp- spoken to. 
<laughs> Speaking to me like a human <laughs> for crying out loud. <laughs> okay, and then last point, and then we can move on to yours. Um, this is more of like a marketing area of the business, um, but it's the fact that the growth of the business is built in to how they offer their service and, and run the bank. Um, and for example, they've got regular referral uh, rewards. So you refer a friend, they sign up, you both get five bucks. Mm. Sometimes they up it to $10. Mm-hmm. Um, they have this, I think once a year they do this thing where they will pay for your cup of coffee. Um, if you tap and go with your up card, every day a certain number of people are randomly selected to um, just get their coffee fund reimbursed to them, which is just wow. like... Wait, so... You- how do they know what your coffee fund is? Do you have a because it knows like who the vendors are, right? When oh, you're using that's F-Boss. super cool. Yeah, that's really cool. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I hadn't heard about that. Exactly, and that's something you obviously tell your friends. Like, wow, look, like I just got reimbursed. So yeah. you want to tell your friends about it? They have, they definitely have this uh, very growth marketing, growth hacking, social element um, of uh, viral growth, which is basically like how many users does one user give you on top of them? You know yes. what I mean? Yep. So they, uh, even when you get the card, it's in this really nice little uh, uh, yeah, sleeve that's really colorful and, and branded. And um, you sometimes see people like posting on social media, I just got my up card or whatever because it's this kind of cool little object that yes. you're given. Yeah. Um, there's very much this, yeah. No, this but remember the card as well It is designed so it doesn't have any personal details on the front. Yeah. So you can take a photo of it and post it on social media yeah. and no one can... Yeah. and It's all in the back. Yeah. There's so much of those little things, right, that they do. Even um, you were telling me the other day about the fact that asking people for money, mm. um, like say a roommate or a spouse or whatever, uh, is is so much easier on up. It's basically a text message or something. Like yeah, yeah, you yeah. send them a text. Well, yeah. All transfer, your transfer history is segmented into contacts and it's basically like a text message thread so if i want to send money to you i'll have my alex contact and it will be within the list of other ones i press it and it will show me every transaction to and from you in one list and if you're also on up and this is another feature that boosts the growth and the virality of the product i can send you a request for money and it will come up on your phone like, you know, 30 bucks for dinner or whatever. Um, and then you just get a notification and then you open the notification and it will say, do you want to transfer? And then you just go, yep, and do your thumbprint and it transfers. Yeah, that's so, so and much easier. And it's only up to up bank. So, it's another thing where you're like, oh, you have to get on this because every time we go out, it's such a big pain in the ass when we have to transfer money. Like, get an up account yeah. and we can just do requests. Yeah. Um, so, that's it. That's my big three. Think really, think hard and... And, and don't tell yourself you're thinking hard about it because you actually have to go much further than you even realize. Think about how in all the different ways up has basically gone. How's it normally done? How can we do it better? Yeah. And I think if you're, especially if you're coming into a market that's crowded or, you know, you're a small business starting out and you're trying to compete with bigger businesses, you know, you can see, you know, uh, up, even if they're a, a, a sub bank of bendigo yeah and bendigo probably handle the thing that they really probably handle is you know they probably contribute some money and they the main infrastructure yeah but think about okay what if i'm the up bank trying to compete with the anz bank or the just enormous companies with um who've been around for ages and have heaps and heaps of money to spend 
They can basically crush you like a bug. How do I beat them? And the way you do it is you 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 really take every single aspect of the customer experience apart yep. and you build it up from square one with no assumptions, no problem solving through analogy and, and see how can we do it better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So that's UpBank. Um, I would highly recommend. What's your brand that you love? So the brand I have today is um, Bellroy. Uh, so oh, Bellroy. Yeah, I didn't know they were Australian. They are. They're a Melbourne-based accessories brand and they do things like wallets, bags, uh, iPhone cases, uh, pencil cases, that sort of stuff. Uh, they and that's, s- you, um, you see quite a lot of Facebook ads and social media ads. Well, maybe you them, do. Right? Oh, I have. Well, you would. Previously. You're in, their, you're in their target It's with the owl, right? Yeah, yeah. The owl logo. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, they were founded in 2009 by like a couple of product designers and engineers. And I think it was only like five of them when they started. Uh, and now they're at the point. So that was 2009. Now they're at the point where they have like uh, 1,200 stockists worldwide and this really good e-commerce site. Um, I, man, I made a note to check to see if they have any physical stores, but they certainly don't here. They might have some yeah. in Melbourne. Yeah. Uh, their name, I, which I think is just a cool little aside, is actually um, a contraction of Bells Beach and Fitzroy, which are two suburbs that they were kind of working between as I was starting mm. this thing up. So Bellroy. Yep. Um, and I thought that was just a cool little lesson of like, you know, if you're struggling with your name, you can, you can contract things, make new words. Yeah. Uh, and there is know, an art to it. Yes, definitely. But, but, say. but you can, um, you can come up with something really cool, uh, out of nowhere yep. just by combining some things mm. like that. And don't, don't just use wherever you're located. No, uh, Adidas is a good one because Adidas was, um, one of the founders was called um, Adolf, and luckily he didn't pick that name. But his <laughs> nickname was Addy, and then another guy was Dassler, I want to say, and they just they just crushed those together and created a cool word. Yeah. Uh, the other cool thing about Bellroy is they actually started as a blog first, which I think is a really good idea for anyone who is sort of in the idea stage of their business. Mm. They haven't invested anything into it yet. They're wondering, you know, how do I actually make sure there's customers for this thing? They're doing it properly. They're kind of doing a lean methodology. A lot of businesses start as blogs first. So another one is um, Glossier, the makeup brand. Oh, yes. Uh, yep. And blogs are really good, I think. So the Carryology blog was all about like, you know, bags you wear to work and, um, you know, looking for things to carry while you're hiking, you know, all that sort of stuff. And it just dives really deep. And by writing about this stuff all the time, interacting with the people who are excited about it, learning about the, the brands that are out there, they're doing all this market research, mm. you know, in advance so that when they're ready to make their first move, and in the case of Bellroy, it was like five wallets or whatever yep. that they started with, they have all of these insights, all these customer conversations, all of these sorts of competitor research, and then they hit the ground running because they've got all the data they need. Yeah, that is, uh, yeah, it's a very cool idea. Um, does take time and effort yeah to do it and it's not as sexy or as exciting as just diving in yeah um but you're right it does it, it uh reaps dividends is that the sorry pays dividends pays dividends okay so these are the things i like about bellroy uh they've got really cool stop motion ads i don't know if you've ever seen these they basically no put the product front and center and then they kind of do a stop motion animation of it, like unzipping and all of the laptop and the cords and everything. Oh, yeah. Into okay. It, yeah. And it zips yeah, up. Yeah. And I just think these are really, um, they're really proud of these and they have blog, blog posts where they talk about it that we can link in the show notes. 
I just think it's a really nice way to represent, to give a bit of life to these products like wallets and bags and stuff, which are a little bit static. Yeah. Like it sort of solves that challenge of like, how do you, how do you represent this thing in an exciting way when it's kind of just sitting there? Mm. Uh, and I, I do also think that ad style resonates with their target audience who is probably young creative professionals. I, I would say that that would make up like a, the bulk of, maybe not the bulk, but like urban millennial types who yep. are very into creativity and all of that sort of stuff Yeah, would be kind of impressed by that stop motion stuff. And I also think another good thing that they did when they were starting this business was that they were riding this sort of cultural wave of like decluttering your life. And so, th- you know, we, we started, I think Apple really kickstarted this with their sorts of products and made it mainstream. But I think there was this idea of like, how do I cut away from the clutter in my life and yeah. all of the complicated apps and products and mm, get and get getting your stuff organized. Yeah. Yeah. Well, get my get my wardrobe organized, get my wallet organized, all of that. Yeah. And so the way they, you know, some of the ways they did that, they had this campaign called Slim Slim Your Wallet and it's actually still live now. It's a it's a page that basically compares side by side what happens when a regular wallet is filled with 10 cards versus the Bellroy wallet, which is right next to it, getting filled with 10 cards. Mm. And you can see that the, the regular wallet becomes like this enormous sort of burger that's in your back pocket, which can apparently mess up your spine and everything if you sit on it all the time. Oh, really? Yeah. Also messes up your pants. Yeah. You shouldn't Especially put if you have it, jeans, you have that mark on it. shouldn't put anything in your back pockets. Yeah. Or front pockets. Well, they actually That's sell- why women's clothes don't have pockets because it, it looks shit. So, yeah, so that, I thought that was really cool. They, they just seem to re- be really clued in, similar to Up, ab- about who their target market is, what the real benefits of their product are. And, uh, yeah, you know, the, the, the way that they were going, okay, what does a regular product look like that everyone has to use and how do we make it different? What is it mm. that make, that's making it so thick? And they go, they realized there's too many layers of leather in this thing. Really, we just need a layer of leather on the outside, maybe one in the inside, and everything else can be some other material that's much, much thinner. Mm. Um, so just cool little ideas like that. They also live and breathe their values. So they're like a B Corp. Um, Which is, remind it, me what... Yeah, I don't... See, it's kind of... They're kind of... It's like companies who make a promise to be more ethical. But I don't know how that promise is yeah, enforced right. or if they get punished. Well, I, I, there I is think a rating on the site. I'm pretty sure there's like a certification process as well. Yeah, there is, but it, it sounds like corporate performative wokeness to me, but, yeah. you know, they're doing it. They also only work with uh, gold-rated tanneries for the leather, and these are ones who have to pass these audits pretty regularly about, like, hey, are you using way too much water because water is used intensively in the process? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, are you polluting? Are you killing your employees? All this kind of stuff. Shit, you is that really a concern, the last one? Well, I think labor practices and stuff, like they might overwork them because oh, yeah, they could yuck. be in like these sorts of country, third world countries and mm, stuff. Shit. Uh, you know, so that's really cool that, that they're kind of putting their money where their mouth is with their values. And, you know, all of these values, I could take them or leave them. I don't really care. But I like that they're doing it and they're putting their money where their mouth is and they're making it mm. a real core part of their business. That's true. It doesn't really matter what your values are. Yeah, as long as you... As, as long, long as you're you, consistent and you stick to them yeah i um, I, I think so i think anything else you just come across as like insincere exactly and it's better to be a racist than it is to be insincere just be consistent stick to your values yeah but you know uh, some people really do care about that stuff i think i'm I, i'm kind of in this small increasing minority of people who don't 
really care about this stuff. Yeah. Um, don't judge me either because, you know, I'm sure you do a lot of stuff that's not great <laughs> in your <laughs> private time. <laughs> all right. You, you don't need to. Just uh, back off. Uh, all right? This is base, this is a, as close as it gets to a one-way conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. And then the other cool thing that they do, again, putting their money where their mouth is with the values is – they have all of these recycled um, bags and uh, packs and all that sort of stuff made out of like bottles, uh, recycled leather. They actually have like uh, a whole page on their website that goes through all their materials. Mm. I just think it's super cool the way that they... Transparency um, as well. Yeah. They're really, really good with that. Uh, and I think, you know, the, the last thing that I really love about uh, about Belroy, because I actually do have a Belroy wallet, but I'm not... I'm not like an evangelist for their brand or anything. Mm. It's not the only product of theirs that I have. I probably will continue to buy Belroy wallets. Um, but the thing I really like about them, the reason why my brand that I love for this episode is that it, just the ambition that they have is sort of what I touched on at the start of the episode. Yeah. These, these, this is an Australian company that is partnering with Google to make specific Google um, stationery and accessories for, for Google employees and like getting stocked all over the world, constantly pushing pushing the envelope with new products, new technologies, all these new material technologies and everything like that. Every every week I seem to get an email in my uh, in my inbox from Belroy saying, "Hey, we've just created this brand new product, this brand new material, this new process yeah. that has all these benefits." And they just really seem like they're not resting on their laurels and they're actually like going out there innovating and being crazy ambitious. It's probably why you didn't think that they were australian when i first brought them up yeah yeah it they probably don't is. they don't like an australian and they brand. don't look they don't look like an australian yeah. company they have everything like really tight really um impressive and they're not they're not just settling for being good they're, they're trying to be a great company yeah so that's my brand i love yeah nice maybe i should give them another look although how often how often do you buy a new wallet I well yeah, they actually they actually brag about this as well as part of their environmental focus we build products that last. We don't want you buying new products every year. We actually want you to, and they even brag about like how the, how the wallets age over time and they do a side by side. This is day one and this is day 120. And they show how the wallet kind of ages in this sort of nice way. That oh, like a does. wine, like a fine wine. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny you say that you don't buy wallets that often, but um, you know, I keep thinking more and more as we, as we move further and further away from actually needing, uh, into a cashless economy. Yep. You know, how much do I even need a wallet? And maybe I should just replace it with a, with one of their iPhone cases that lets you slot cards into the back of mm, it. Although I don't think they're very cool. I, well, no cases are cool, but like... But especially the ones with stuffs. Uh, they're too, like, too much like a, um, a utility belt. No, it's those. actually really thin. Like, yeah, I know, but you got all this stuff in there. You go, oh, let me just pull this out of my phone. You I'm know? not asking you to get the iPhone. Look, I'm not sold, <laughs> all right? I'm not doing it. Anyway, that's Stop, Bellroy. That's uh, I think they're cool. I think Up is a cool one as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, Rob, thanks for another cool episode. Yeah. See you for the next one. Thank you, Alex. See you then.